What's up, everyone? Welcome to the All-Star Comic Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, and joining me today on the panel are my co-hosts... Roger Bain. Uh, Blaine Longjohn. And Johnny Morales. And a big shout-out to Matt, who's producing back here for us. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Matt. Um, yes, we do miss you. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show before, we've got a couple of segments that we're going to run through. This is our review show, uh, and... The way it works is we've got three comics from each of the pu- the big publishers that we like to call them, the uh, Marvel, DC, and Image is going to be this week's notable independent publisher. So after that, we're going to have our lightning round where each of us takes about a minute to talk about something that we like, rant, promote, whatever we feel like, and then after that, we'll be reviewing a graphic novel tonight. So... I'm going to go ahead and start us on our comic reviews. First up is Moon Knight. It is by Jeff Lemire and is it Greg Smallwood? Mm-hmm. Greg, Greg Smallwood. Smallwood. And uh, he's got a couple of guests on this issue. Um, Steve Stoko, man. Yeah. Godzilla. Uh, Will, I, is Wilfredo. that who that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Orkstein, Godzilla. Uh, I have the list right here. Wilfredo Torres, uh, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stoko. Yeah. For the other guest artists. So... Blaine, this is his first week on the podcast, and yes. he is current on the series, yes. mainly because this is your boy. This is Jeff Lemire. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got an affection for Jeff. I think, <laughs> I think you two know. A Lemire crush. I have a Lemire crush. It's, 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 it's deep. It started with Sweet Tooth, and I've been faithful so, ever since, man. Then what did you, because since you, you've, you're current, I am not. I just read this one issue. Mm-hmm. So... What what was your thoughts on on this issue in particular? Uh, maybe maybe give us a little bit of background on, yeah. the, on the story of what's going on or with Moon Knight. You're you're dealing with uh, a guy who just broke out of a mental institution. He's not sure who he is, and this arc has kind of led up to this point where he is trying to figure out if what's going on right now is even real. I mean, it, you're not sure. So you're kind of run through these different, he's going through like rooms and it's different like universes almost that he's walking into. So for me, it was a it was a really good culmination, I thought. I, I know you were reading it too, Johnny. What did you think, man? Uh, yeah, man, um, I've been reading it since it started. Uh, I I am a Jeff Lemire fan, uh, maybe not as big as, as you, you know, oh. with your deep crush and all. Um, but yeah, it, it's basically exploring uh, Mark Spector's uh, psyche, and yes. you know each uh, room of the asylum is a different part of his life, and and you know as as the reader, you're led to believe is is really Mark Spector crazy, or is he really Moon Knight, and did he have these adventures? Right, right. Is and it Steve the, Knight? Is it Moon Knight? Uh, exactly. Is it, is it Mark Spector? Right. Does anybody have like a a, a quick? character like origin background to give somebody that is completely unfamiliar with a hero like Moon Knight? Uh, I do not. Maybe Blaine uh, has one. I know know a little. (laughs) A little bit. You know, I mean, I, he, he started off originally as a mercenary, correct? He's he was a merc, I believe, and his he's always described as his superpower is that he's a maniac. So his craziness, I think you and me were talking about this, Roger, his craziness is what makes him so elusive. Right, right. Well, they've definitely been, I mean, for the last 10 years, they've been going, you know, examining Mark Spector and his, his, you know, psychosis, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as the, you know, the fundamental basis for his character. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And he got, he ended up getting killed and resurrected by the moon god Khonshu. Khonshu, yes. Khonshu? Yeah. And he's powered essentially by the moon. He is powered. 
powered. He believes he's powered. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, the the whole, that's the whole mind game with this. You character. have to let everybody right. know that this is all perceived by one man's visions of madness. The whole theme to this issue for me was perspective. Right. Perspective on what you're looking at in front of you, what you believe people see you. It, it, it's just it was a big mind trip, man. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed it. So, uh, so what did uh, you think of this issue and the story arc as a whole? As a whole, it was. I really liked what you said on the first podcast. If you like the Warren Ellis run, this is a twenty out of twenty. Mm-hmm. I, I and I'm and I know I'm partial, like you guys said, but give it a read, man. My favorite Marvel book right now is definitely Goodbye. for me. Okay, well, before we move on to the next comment, there's one yeah. one aspect of of this issue that I want to talk about in particular, and that's when look, I love the I love the story, I love the art up until the last two pages when and this is a major spoiler, so cover yours if you want to know, but you know, Mark Spector wakes up and it was a dream. And, and you know, that, that's such a ridiculous trope that's 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 so overused that I you know I, I didn't know what to feel about that. I, I felt betrayed mm-hmm. a little bit, but I've only read issue five. I haven't read everything up before. And I know Blaine and I were talking uh, this morning about whether or not he actually woke up. Was it actually a dream? You know, what, what is what is Lemire going to do in the next series? Is it, you know, is he is he is he still hallucinating? I think there's more to come because I read the editorial section mm-hmm. and it sounds like Lemire is going to break Mark Spector's psyche even more. Look at the wow. last panel. So, okay. yeah. The end, question mark. Yeah. And the, this exact theme right here that's going on, if you if you look back, he flashes through that too. Okay. We're going to see him on the moon, you guys. Okay. We're gonna, it's it's going to get crazy. <laughs> let's let's right. move on real quick. So, the one thing I wanted to mention uh, in terms of my 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 my, 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 my one thing that I picked out was I was voice throughout the whole thing. This guy's a this guy's a he does psychological thrillers better than a lot of other writers and I kind of got the vibe that that's what this was mm-hmm. since it was kind of the climax and I don't know a lot but I, that's what I really took away from that particular issue right so what what would you give it as a rating uh, Blaine I would give it I'm gonna give it a 4 out of 5 guys mm. I really enjoyed it because it was a culmination it was a finish and it was a good finale I'd, I'd give it uh, I'd give it 3.5 stars mm. maybe 3 yeah, love the art, love the coloring, yeah, uh, and, and and Lemire's voice through the entire issue was mm-hmm. was compelling, and I would have to, I, you know, I may in retrospect I may give it a higher grade, but I'm I'm curious to read the next few issues and see where he takes you know this ending of of this first story arc. I agree. I'm going to say three and a half. If I I think if I read the whole story arc just based entirely off of one issue I, I have to give it a three half if I if I read the whole thing I'd probably be higher just because of Lemire's tone yes. Yes. right uh, I would give it a, a four just the same as uh, Blaine uh, only because of um, the last uh, two pages that Roger mentioned you know it was kind of like oh, what's going on but also it's getting me excited like oh was that a dream was that reality is he still you know going through his uh, psychosis and I'm very excited to read the next issue so definitely a solid four for me all right, nice, so the next nice. one up is our image book. Uh, it is Killer Be Killed by Ed Brubaker, and I believe it's Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips. Yeah. Um, this is a number one. This is the first issue. This is a big setup of whatever uh, this story that Brubaker is going to tell. And I have to say, like, typically uh, Brubaker doesn't do it for me. I know he's great. Um, he he's a fantastic writer, and I I get the popularity behind him, but he's not one of those guys that I typically run to every time he's got a book out. But this was an interesting read for me. 
Um, yeah, well, Brubaker's the absolute best at crime yes. drama. I was just going to say, if yeah. you're into crime drama, and yes. that's he's why your I guy. Don't run to him. I right. have to be in a mood for that because right. he does gritty crime better than anybody else. Two words, man: Gotham yeah. Central. <laughs> it will make you a believer. I, yeah. I, I, and I not know. only do you get Brubaker, but you get Greg Rucka too. Oh, nice. See, I've learned to trust. Like, what if if you say it's you know, combo, it's, man? Yeah. You're gonna. It's good. It's like Roger said. It's a crime. It, he is the crime guy. Yeah, that's him. So uh, I thought this uh, book was strictly going to be like a crime book, you know, like this vigilante. Me too. Um, Me too. Type. Um, well, the story is, you know, th- this guy's basically lost all hope in the world and he's going out and killing criminals and, uh, you know, uh, w- with a reason that's explained in the book. Uh, right. It actually comes across as a, as a more realistic kick-ass. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was all in at the first few pages of the book and then they lost me with uh, some of the, you know, supernatural stuff. And then w- as it kept going on, I was like, oh, nope, I'm back in because I love Brubaker that much. I've, you know, read most of his things and I have not been let down uh, once. And definitely the, the Sean Phillips art uh, is always, you know, 10 it out of 10. fits the tone of the book. It's a very gritty story and Sean seems to have a grasp on a lot of the that bloody gutty just in the gutters type fighting because the first couple pages opens up with this dude blowing a bu- away a bunch of gangsters and, it's crazy and it's yes. it's yeah. mean looking yes. so um I, I'm not quite sure where I sit on this book yet because I typically love vigilante crime fighting movies mm-hmm. like Boondock Saints 1 and 2 are like some of my all time favorite movies mm. Um, and I, in the first couple of pages, that's kind of the vibe I got was somebody just going to clean up, you know, the streets kind of thing. And then it takes this supernatural twist. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Now, is exactly. he a vigilante at all though? Cause to at, me, at he that read, point when it gets there, that's a good question. He He's read as really, a bad person. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a very envious person. Yeah. He hates everyone around him. He hates their achievements. He downgrades them. Mm-hmm. And he tries to kill himself because a girl doesn't like him. Yes, very, very selfish. And he that's, he that, took the coward's way out. Yeah. He, he made it, and something appeared in his room. And for me, when, when Johnny was talking about it, uh, that drew me in. It was quite the opposite. I read that, the one panel where it, he asked, you know, what, what, the, what are you? Mm-hmm. And he says, you know exactly what I am. You know who I am. Yes. You know what I am. And it, it was a chiller, man. I really liked it. It, it definitely has that vibe. Um, but I have a hard time reading characters that are like the main character that we described. Right. That's that was my thing. I'm just like, get your crap together. Stop complaining. Like, why am I? Why? Am, and I get that there's probably character development. I, I, I yeah. know we kind of talked a little bit about that before the show. Um, so yeah, Blaine was talking to me about this this morning, and I was like, and I realized. I mean, I was I was reading the book through you know uh, a particular lens and after talking to Blaine and him saying you know basically what what he had just told you guys I, you know it, it just kind of reinforced my mind that like yeah this guy's a tool and <laughs> and I really there's not much there to like now I'm yeah. curious and I'm curious I'm like wow can can Brew Baker redeem this character for me because I don't he is I mean he's just he's a complete tool and and yeah, it's like yeah. I'm like why you know you you should have just let him kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's the the irony. He's so. complaining about all the, this crime and all these people, but honestly, he's he's doing the same thing. He's killing. He's doing mass shootings. Right. You know, and like in the same panel that he's complaining about mass shooters. Right. You know, what kind of character do I want to follow? But I believe in Brubaker, and I believe this. You know, uh, this character will be one of my favorites. I, 
for me, I think what I'm going to do is wait for the trade before mm-hmm. I continue on in this series, just because there's a lot of other things that I'm more interested in. But I am interested in seeing where this goes. Right, so, so that you could sit down and just power through. Yeah, because I don't think I could handle a, a cliffhanger month to month with this type of thing. I gotta like get right, it man. Because quickly. odds are you would be able to read the entire first story for eight bucks since it's yeah. an image image exactly. book. Exactly, right. which we're used I love. To a, a story type that uh, has redemption. When it deals with redemption, as we're supposed to like these characters, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very I don't know depressing. If you remember Sweet Tooth, yeah, Jed, you don't like him. Jeopard, you, yeah, Jeopard, you Dude, don't like that was him. My favorite character. There's guys like in The Walking Dead, Shane. You don't like him, but you kind of do, but you don't. This mm-hmm. guy is unlikable. Yeah. So it's a true story of redemption. That's that's a good point. Definitely. Excellent point. Yeah. So, if, he, yeah if he can make you like him, kudos. <laughs> and that's when you know you're doing your job. Right? Let's yep. let's get some star ratings for this one. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, I think um, I'm gonna give it um, maybe a, a four, just because it, it it was losing me a little bit. It was really depressing, uh, but you know, he he suckered me back in, and I'm definitely picking up uh, issue two. If I was in a different mood when I read this, it might be a higher rating, but I'm going to give it a three. I will come back to it at some point, but it'll be later. Okay, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'd give it a two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, lo- I love Brute Baker. I love Sean Phillips. I know. And I, again, you know, I'm, my guess is, I mean, they're such a strong team that if, if we were to review the graphic novel down the road, it would be a lot higher. But man, this the, the issue really left. The art was beautiful. Brubaker storytelling is strong, but I just I, I'm I'm not into it. Right? Yeah, it wasn't your type of story. Yeah. Blaine, okay. give it a three and a half. Three and a half. There were some things that uh, you know, can get worked on. Mm-hmm. That, like I said, this character is not likable. Yeah. But it it makes you think now if he can get me to like this character, like you guys said, I'm in, and I'm going to be picking up issue two for sure. Awesome. Right. All right, let's transfer over to Suicide Squad Rebirth number one. Um, obviously, smart marketing tactic. Suicide Squad's opening in uh, or on Friday in theaters, and we've got um, the Rebirth issue out today, which has got uh, Rob Williams. Uh, is it Philip Tan that's on this? Mm-hmm. I yeah, believe. I had Tan. I actually made a mistake in the previews podcast. I I thought this one had Jim Lee on it. Number one has Jim Lee, not oh, Rebirth number it? one. Huh. So yeah, I was thrown for a loop for a minute. I was like, this doesn't look like Jim, and <laughs> then I realized it wasn't. Jonathan um, Beyond on yeah. too. So um, overall thoughts, real quick. Uh, let let's. Let's start with Roger since he hasn't gotten a chance to start one. Uh, you know, I thought I thought the the rebirth issue for Suicide Squad was was really strong. Um, it, it was definitely a setup issue. Uh, if you're familiar with the the Suicide Squad and what they do and the team members, uh, it, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of familiar things in there for you about why they exist, who kind of controls the uh, the strings, you know, who the puppet master is and Amanda Waller. I love. Um, Williams is, you know, Amanda Waller. I mean, it starts off with with Waller and Obama having this conversation. I don't think he captured Obama's voice as much. I agree. Um, but uh, I thought Amanda Waller steamrolled him. It was like, oh, you yeah. can't do this. I'm going to do it anyway. And then, like, that was the end of it. That was the one thing that bothered me. It's like, you don't understand, Mr. President. This is the way it is. And yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. That's and then he just was yeah. like, okay, sorry. Sorry yeah, to bother you. That scene was my only complaint. For yeah, that was, that was very yeah. disappointing. It felt forced. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's like, oh, we're gonna do Obama, and it, it was an and administration voice. It, it wasn't. Push. They didn't need yeah. it. You no, know, they, they could have jumped straight. I could have done yeah. with four more pages of of the the squad taking guys down. Yeah, you know. 
Who and so and, and then you have this new guy coming in that's going to be kind of the captain of the team. I think yes. it was, was it Randall Flag. No, Flagg. it's Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Rick Flag. I think he's been the, the captain. To, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. He's had that's, a story. There's a couple of different Suicide iterations squad. of the squad. Yes. And OG, like we're talking, was it 60s? It, I think it might have been the 60s. Uh, Rick Flag, and it was other soldiers. Yes. That was the Suicide yes. Squad before it became right, right. supervillains. Uh, he yes. was the leader. Task Force X. Yeah, it was Task Force X. Because the leader. Task Force S codenamed the Suicide Squad yes. with other soldiers or mm-hmm. other branches of the military. World War II yes. era. As a matter of fact, in one of the graphic novels we're reviewing, they make an appearance um, yes. know, in a couple of weeks. They do. Oh, well, I think in this book it references his father yes. and his grandfather being, and so it was actually one of his relatives yes. who yeah. was probably. I yeah. think it said that in there. That yes. They're a fighting family kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. He's yeah. been in Titans since the inception. Though. Yeah. That's, he's a so he hasn't been in it recently, but no, they're no. bringing him back. Yes. They're going classic. I mean, he's in the movie, mm-hmm. so he's going to be in this. Um, what uh, What stood out to you besides you know the one the one scene? Anybody got something to throw out there? Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, it's it's always unfortunate with uh, these DC books for me. Um, it was It was the art. It was way way too busy and cluttered i mean i i see it and it reminds me of jim lee uh you know there's just way too much going out going on uh too messy of a line uh, way too muscular it, it, it's distracting to me very 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 distracting and i could honestly care less about the, the story it, it it was really disappointing issue for me I, I love the art. I dug it. I like, yep. especially Harley Quinn. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm sorry. She's so pretty. There's yeah. a, and she's so bad. <laughs> there's a classic yeah. DC style that you yeah. associate kind of like almost like a Justice League title or one of those uh, big flagship books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This title's art felt like I was reading like. Uh, what was it JLA Grant Morrison mm-hmm. uh, Howard Porter like right. an old night oh, not nineties but yeah it it felt like it was. Holy DC. Yeah, right. I, you, you I totally dug it. Um, I, I, I feel like he, Tan, and, and Lee are trying to sync up stylistically so that yes. the book doesn't feel too different when they're mm-hmm. trading off. Yes. Right. Um, it was it was a good issue that was a, a, a nice reestablishment of what the squad is and, and what their purpose is in the DCU. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. I liked the concept of the meta bomb. Yes, I thought that too. was a cool right. little way to, to to have them take on powered people mm-hmm. and then unpower them and, and whatnot. And um, then the ruthlessness of, of uh, Boomerang. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Dude, Boomerang and Deadshot. Yeah, like, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Deadshot, man. Yeah. He yeah. never misses. Yeah, and it, they they definitely established that these are not good guys. These are not right. anti-heroes. These are bad guys doing bad things for a questionably good reason not right. really <laughs> <laughs> because they're told to maybe yeah. that that's why i'm a little sour on the the issue is because i'm i am kind of tired of that dc you know style mm-hmm. with uh, you know jim lee and now uh, uh what did you say philip tan mm-hmm. and and uh, tony daniel Ivan reyes either bad sky I, oh, exactly I, all those all. I love those guys. If, if I'm not I'm just the opposite. The I could eat them up all day. I love man. DC yeah. for that, especially that's the, the really, exact the reasons. Oh, really? yeah. so, so I'm I'm loving you know the stuff that uh, was in the first few issues of, of Green Arrow, something different. Otto mm. Schmidt. Yeah. I, I love you know the diversity that DC is bringing with these new books. Unfortunately for me, this looks like old DC. Uh, I I don't think it looks like old DC. I think it looks like refreshed DC. I have to agree with you. On I would that go with I, that. Think it, I think it looks like refreshed DC. I uh. I really love the banter. I mm-hmm. love the talking. Yeah. So what would you give it a star rating of? I'm going to give it a three. Three? Yeah. Roger. Only because of the beginning. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, a solid three. Yeah, solid three for me too. Uh, I have to give it a two and a half. I'm sorry. The art was just close. a little not not for me. But you know, it, it's it's a it's an interesting story. But like you know, like um, Kill or Be Killed wasn't for Roger. This I thought you were going to throw you going to give it like a one. Was, <laughs> no, like, That's, no, I'm, no, no, I'm down with that. I can be reasonable. You know, <laughs> all right. I, I appreciate I'm be the like, art. Well, form. it's not a Zenoscope, but <laughs> yeah. Ooh. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move into the lightning round here. We're gonna try to go as quickly as we can. We got a timer. Who wants to go first? Ah, hence the lightning round. Yes, thank lightning. you, Matt. Say so, go, Matt. I'll go. You're gonna go first. All right, Roger. Are you ready? All right. So, um, yeah. First of all, I just wanted to thank everybody out there for listening. We've had uh, between the the two episodes that we did last week, we've had about 150. Uh, downloads and probably almost 900 hits on on itunes uh i i can't tell you how much i appreciate that i i I love you guys for it um you know we're trying to to do something good here you know raise awareness about the shop and about these comics and we can't do it without you i mean we can talk all day long but if if you guys aren't listening and sharing and giving us your reviews then it doesn't make any 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 real difference you know you guys are a significant uh, aspect of why we do this and so I want to encourage you guys to give us a review on iTunes. I, I greatly appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Give us a review on Podbean. Share it with your friends. Love you guys for it. Thanks right. so much. And and rate and subscribe as well. Dude, I was going to get teared up there. Just Thank you, Roger. Yeah, that was, we that love was you beautiful. too, man. We love yeah. you, man. Alright, Blaine. I know you came in prepared yeah, for the lighting I, uh, specifically. Jonathan brought in stuff. Yeah, Jonathan's going to be able to kind of bounce this off. So, uh, I, uh, I'm really liking the new Batman run. I'm yes. really liking Tom King's very, very unique perspective on Batman and just how awesome it is that this guy was a CIA desk guy, mm-hmm. and he uh, he's writing Batman now. Yes. yes. He was a, he was a spy. Yes. This was an intelligence gathering information guy. This is right. what he did. He took a few trips to Afghanistan as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I just I think I was talking to you about it, Jonathan. Yes. I really love this book. I want to promote this book. I want this book to do good. This last issue, issue four, was a barn burner. Yes. Psycho Pirate, Hugo yep. Strange. Need I say more? I'm done. And everything is just going bonkers right yeah, now. Yeah. I think that's a minute, so, right? I think yeah. you're you've got like ten seconds. Uh, yeah. If you like Tom King's stuff, read his Marvel's Vision. I've heard this, oh. and I want to do it. Dude, I was listening to your other review of Spidey. Uh-huh. Time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you want to go, Johnny? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely go ahead. Okay. Um, So I'm going to try and, uh, on these episodes, talk about uh, some kid-friendly books. Uh, You know, like I mentioned a uh, lot. Last week's episode, I have a daughter, and I'm sure many of you guys have uh, sons or daughters. Uh, pick up Tiny Titans, Volume One. Welcome to the Treehouse. It's uh, you know, it was very fun for me to read. You know, the, the jokes are a little silly, you know, because it, 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 it is a, a little kids book. Uh, but I think the enjoyment of you know uh, that the kids get from the art and and the story and just the silliness. I mean, there's even little activities that you can do in there. Uh, I think it's a must pick up for any parent that has uh, any kids interested in comics or even if you just want to share your love of comics with them. Definitely pick up uh, Tiny Titans Volume 1. Welcome to the Treehouse. Awesome. Uh, We'll get that back in stock soon. (laughs) We just saw like three uh, of those volumes today. What are you doing, Roger? Welcome to Treehouse, sidekicking it. Selling books. (laughs) Selling books. Selling books. 
Got my trench coat and everything. That's, I love nice. it. Nice. Pockets right. too. I'm going to take my lightning round, and I'm actually going to thank a couple of uh, supporters of this podcast that went out of their way, like week one, episode one, yes. to in- intentionally spread it, download it, listen to it. People that don't even really pick up comics on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, my friend Matt Gruca, uh, Matthew, thank you for. He actually sat and pulled up images of everything we were talking about so he could follow along oh, while wow. I was listening to it. So, dude, thank you, you rock. That's uh, cool. Thank yeah. you so much. A guy I used to work with, Aaron Candelaria, he's not a comic guy at all. But he got turned on to Paper Girls because of this, um, and he said it reminded him of that Netflix show Stranger Things. So I love that show, yeah. man. I love uh, that Steph show. McMurray, thanks for uh, spreading it to all your friends, and and she has a son that I've kind of gotten into some comics and whatnot. And oh, that's she great. Knows some other people that she shared it with. Uh, friend Tyler Carr, thanks for listening. My student Angel Hernandez, I don't care what you say. I don't believe you're as good as you are on Halo, kid. Uh, my other student Josh McBryant uh, he checked it out and then um, last but not least uh, the Bowen family Aiden and Cruz they're two kids that come to take lessons where I teach uh, Aiden's my student she uh, she and her mom and, and whatnot are always supporting the stuff that we do over there and anything I'm involved with so thank you guys appreciate it right yeah we, we are nothing without our listener base uh, we love and appreciate each and every one of you thank you very much so now that we've gotten through the lightning rounds, I think that was relatively like what we call Matt Lubick succinct. Uh, that you, you wish. <laughs> I, you dude, wish. I, I wish. How close was I, Matt? Eat your heart out. You got five minutes. Oh, man. Okay, we got we to gotta get through this. All right, so we're going to move over to the graphic novel review. And this week is Batman Harley Quinn. And it's kind of an anthology, if you will, of stories. Definitely an anthology. Um, so there's no overarching story arc through this. It's a collection of short stories from the the different various Harley one-shots and, and things that have come out since 19... I think the first one was 99. 99. Yes. Um, with one of the co-creators of Harley, Paul Dini, doing the majority of the, the writing on <laughs> this. Um, and I have to say, the majority of the Paul Dini stories were not my favorite out of this. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. I would actually have to disagree. That I, those were my favorite. <laughs> I yeah. It, it was a, the first couple. The first one was the toughest one for me to get through. I was just like, how long is this issue? I, well, I agree. The first one was a bit of a slog. I, yeah. I thought the writing was so dated. I yeah. went back to make sure it was like, is this really 1999? Because it feels <laughs> like some of the books from the 70s that I've read. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, it 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 felt. Yeah, you're talking about the I, I first issue. Pretty, yeah, the yeah. First issue. I, I think it felt like an animated um, episode. Uh, you know, the animated series. Uh, to see, me. I didn't get that. I really? think that you need to read Batman No Man's Land and Probably. Cataclysm uh-huh. because yeah, you're dealing. You me in on that. Yeah, you're dealing with a story that's in the heat of Gotham going through a 7.0 earthquake. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. government's cut off all support. So now I'll, I'll say this: my partly because the the art was a little odd for me in the first one. I like my favorite art was actually the second story, the bet between Harley yeah, and good. Ivy mm-hmm. because it reminded me of Bruce Tim. Mm-hmm. It had that look. And that's my favorite iteration of Harley. I think that was the hardest thing to get through is just kind of seeing the change through mm-hmm. all the stories. Yeah. Cuz I I and I I like, you know, a lot of the modern stuff that's out right now, but I still for Harley Adventures of they're Batman Adventures, you know that that whole or animated series, that whole look yeah. where she debuted, where she came in. That's still my favorite art. Right. So uh, I had a problem with the, just the the. I love the art on the second issue, you know, the one that you mentioned. Uh, but I thought it was a little too, uh, you know, cartoon uh, gratuitous, a little too cheesecakey for my taste. You know, with uh, the girls in their panties, and you know, the story being about uh, who who's gonna kiss every you know guard, and I. I, I you know, I took a little bit of a problem with that, but other than that, the art was, you know, um, amazing. 
I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a lot of high points to this book. I went into this reading thinking this was going to be a chore because I've actually read a couple of the black and white stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've read the original origin where she gets her powers from Ivy, which I think everybody. I needs, did not needs I know to know. That. Right. I didn't that either. Was, and yeah. that was, I mean, within three or nice, four pages, yeah. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, she really she's she's, powered. Yeah. Was, yeah. Harley Quinn is a viable player in Gotham yeah, City. Yeah, really. The, the agility, the strength, everything. I was yeah. like, oh, I, I, I thought it was just a bimbo with a hammer. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, you, you have to remember, you're dealing with somebody that has gone to college, has graduated, right. has a psych yeah, degree. The intellect, I've always known. She's highly intelligent, she's highly calculating. I mean, look at the issue. I, I believe it was called uh, Doctor's Diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where she had Bruce on the couch or Batman on the couch? Batman on the couch. And where? he asks, he says, you know, what's with the circus symbolism? And she tells him, ain't it obvious? Clowns are the only folks who see the world for what it really is. Mm-hmm. A joke. And to me, that's, that sums up what the Joker, that part she gets of her. It better than he does. But she's not just that. Yeah. She's her own animal if you will well you brought up like because before we were, were recording you brought up the the point of uh, the the valentine's day essentially that one where she breaks out of arkham to go see the joker on valentine's day yes and bruce comes to the conclusion dude it's easier to get the joker and right. lure her back to arkham yes. than it is to fight her in that because you she can't stop so love man yeah right can't stop which love. i thought was a brilliant point mm-hmm. you know so I, I i did dig that out of that you're um, gonna get a lot of bat worship from me i'm just gonna let everybody know <laughs> it's okay everybody knows superman worship so. but for somebody to make batman take heed like that yeah. that that says something to me well, I, i'm a huge bat nerd and you guys can i know there's plenty of people out there that uh, you know batman is so cliche but i am a bat kid man <laughs> well i think that was the episode where she was like you know every everybody needs someone you know someone love from someone or yeah. someone to love well yeah and stuff and yeah. she was asking him and she's like is it robin i'm not judging <laughs> no, she, she goes deep i'm glad you brought that up roger because she goes deep into some real dc lore where she's talking about silver saint cloud yeah and she goes into these things that if you have any backstory with silver saint cloud she got her throat cut in front of Batman kind mm. of thing by Onomatopoeia. Yeah, so there, oh. there's all these different little yeah. things that she touches on. She knows how to get into somebody's head. So, so Sorry, I, I definitely thought of Harley as, you know, just the Joker sidekick, but after reading this anthology of stories, I, I do now see that she's her own person and I'm she's glad. very, very interesting. I, I'm probably not going to read a lot of Harley Quinn stories, but if uh, Blaine, Jonathan, or Roger any, recommend any, I will definitely read those. Cool. Uh, but like, like every anthology series, there are some hit and misses, but I think this is a, a solid uh, series. This was yeah, a hit, there was. Yeah, there was you know there were quite a few backup stories in there, yes. which was kind of nice. I liked how they Short, how they the threw them together. You know, you got the black and white one. You yeah. Got, yeah, I mean like three or four page uh, stories with Harley that you know they were you know for the most part light and fun and did something to you know uh, bring you up to speed on who who this woman is and her evolution. You know? It was almost mm-hmm. like a timeline. Mm-hmm. You could I think definitely you were, absolutely yeah. yeah. That was something we were talking about before. We were talking about that. You can you can trace the timeline from '99 to pretty much 2013. I the new 52 yeah, introduction, yeah. Villains Month, I think, which is was what my it was. other favorite one out of that, just solely because of the art and the tone of it. Huh. But, well, know. there was something really cool about that issue that me and Roger were talking about, and I don't know if you picked it up when you first read it because you were kind of blown away when we were looking at it earlier. Was the fact that she steals all these Game Boys kind of knockoffs? And oh, gives them out right. wholesale to everybody, right. and it's almost like she's this Robin Hood kind of yeah. steal from the big guy, give it to the little guy, and then she detonates a bomb 
and kills all of them. Right, she does that. She does the update to all the Game Boys. Just and it, to it turns reiterate, into, she is a villain. Into yeah. ticking time bombs. I yeah. Well, when when she's a uh, sociopath. When yeah. Blaine she's, and I were talking about this, it was I, I I had like five or six pages left to read in the comic, and there was this point where uh, it, it's uh, it's Lemire, right, or Kent? Kent did the, Kent did that issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things, you know, in Harley's monologue, she's saying, I watch great people going about their beige business, slowly bleeding out the minutes of, of their existence. Yes. And I'm like, great line. That's a Kent line all yeah, the way. That's why line. I liked that one. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I, at that point I was viewing it and this was, this was before finishing the story. I, you know, I'm like my view of Harley at that point was someone who had decided to just seize life, live life for the moment, not to, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to just go about your drab, dreary existence, and then and then Blaine was like, "Well, you know what happened next, right?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" I start flipping through the pages, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she just blew up the entire town! Yeah. All these kids with their Game Boys." Oh it god. goes back to the the hearkening point that is her that she can't quit the Joker. No, it's no. in her. It's in yeah. her DNA, and she likes it. Yep, and that's okay. She's definitely a very complex uh, character. And oh, I love time. love the Jester suit. Me too. That, that's, that's how that, yeah. this. The, there's a couple stories that Paul Dini did in here. I want to see Harley Quinn in that light in this new Rebirth thing. I know that's not going to happen because the Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti run is huge, and mm-hmm. this is objective, guys. But oh, I know. I want to see her represented that way. Right. It, like like uh, like I mentioned the Spidey series before. It's it's you know the the Spidey book to read. Maybe they should have like a, a Harley series. You know where it's just original jester suit. Uh, you know, animated style. Uh, That'd be a great idea. Yeah. Stuff that's similar to when idea. she's dealing with the ventriloquist yep. and how she has that bond. Oh, it's, that was great. That's you know honor among thieves, man. Definitely. All right. So what will we rate this? Uh, Blaine, I'm gonna give this one uh, a four. A four point five, actually. This was really good. Wow. I, I didn't go into this thinking I was going to like it, yeah. And I was really, really wrong because I've only read two or three of these issues, but mm-hmm. it was so good. It was a great Harley Quinn compendium. Awesome. I'd, I'd put it in at three and a half stars. I think that um, I, I was really curious about this book with it being an anthology, you yeah. know, and not having, you know, one of the things I was curious about was, because uh, anthology books are popular, you know, with these mm-hmm. characters and compiling, you know, a series of one shots and little stories, but I, I had never read one. This was my first one. And I, I was curious how it would come across without having a connecting thread mm-hmm. to go through the book. But what you have, what you end up is like we said earlier, you actually have almost this evolution of the character with with this book in yeah. particular that you can trace. Yes. Um, I thought you know obviously you know you have a lot of different art styles represented here some better than others some writing better than others but on the whole i thought it was solid i'd give it a three and a half i'm gonna do three and a half also that's a good rating guys i like yeah yeah i'm gonna do three and a half just just mainly because like roger said you know i'd never read an anthology before and it was cool seeing the evolution harley's not one of my typical characters that i follow it's not that i dislike her but just you know, that's She's where not I was for you. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's what my I'm going to stick with that rating. Uh, I'm also going to give it a, a three and a half, uh, just because uh, I don't like the anthology uh, formula. Because once I finish, you know, a story, it's like uh, I kind of don't want to keep reading. You know, I had to, you know, force myself to keep reading. But once I started reading the issues, you know, they just immediately caught my attention, and uh, I think it warrants a, a three and a half from me. Cool. Awesome. 
Well, guys, uh, like us on Facebook, Horizon Comics. You can also follow her at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, comment, anything you can to help promote this because we live and breathe off of that. Um, one, like Roger said, thank you guys for listening to the first couple episodes we've put out. Uh, join us uh, on, what is it, Sunday morning that's going live? So the yeah, Saturday night, midnight, Sunday morning. Yeah. So join us uh, Sunday, August seventh, for our previews episode when it goes live. Thanks for thank you guys. Appreciate thank it. you, Blaine. I really appreciate it. It was really cool. It was fun. Oh, you'll yeah. be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time.